Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons Podcast. I'm his son, Matthew, and we have been splitting up the sermons every other week at our house church that my wife and I host on our farm. If you're interested in joining us, check out WrightFarmHouseChurch.com. Enjoy today's lesson. Okay, so uh, we are continuing to work through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and this is Paul's definition of love. This is actually our 11th lesson on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it might be our last. I'm going to review. We might do a, a one final one next week, but I'll, I'll see uh, how that's going to go. Um, so, so we've been going through this Paul's famous chapter on love, and we've been doing it phrase by phrase. And every phrase can be very convicting. Uh, it can be challenging because it takes it takes love, this word love, out of the nebulous world where unbelievers, they like to have it in, in kind of nebulous and vague um, or movie love, what we what we think love is from from movies. And, and Paul here in this chapter, Paul in this chapter, um, he makes love concrete and he makes it specific and it always points us into what direction? Jesus. It always points us in the direction of Jesus. It takes love out of the warm, fuzzy feeling, which is not biblical love. And it shows us that love is always actively pursuing the good of other people. Love is is enhancing other people's lives, we've learned about. So today, we're going to see that love never fails. Um, and I don't know about you, but my love fails far too often. But God's love to us in Jesus, it never fails. And that's good news for all of us who believe in Christ. Because we are all people who at one time or another have wondered whether God just gives up on us. When people annoy us or they betray us, we can get to a, a position where we might say, I'm done with you. And, and we write people off and, and out of our lives. But, but does God do that to us? Does God do that with us? Does he ever get so tired of my sin, my same struggle with sin every single day that he just says, you know, forget it, Matthew. I'm going to go find someone who's more serious and more committed to me than you are. Um, I want to, maybe God said, you think God says, I want to work with people who make progress and you just seem stuck in those same sins. Does God's love ever fail? Well, Paul says, no. He says, no, it doesn't. So in the last chapter of the Gospel of John, which I asked you to turn to, John chapter 21, there is a great story about God's unfailing love. This story, it tells us about a conversation. It's an encounter between Peter and Jesus. And Jesus is going to be very direct with Peter only. Even though the other, there are other disciples that were present, Jesus is just going to ask Peter three questions. But in order to understand the story better in John chapter 21, we've got to understand what comes before it in this gospel. In chapter 13 of John, we have the story about how Jesus tells Peter that he's going to deny him three times. This is a famous story. He's going to deny him three times before the rooster crows. And Peter thinks that Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about. 
And Peter, as usual, right, is very confident and he's stubborn. And he says, there is no possible way I will deny you, Jesus. Not even once, much less three times. But then Jesus goes on trial. And in chapter 18 of John, Peter is standing around and he's watching this trial take place. He's standing next to a fire in the story. And I I think it's very important, okay? Log this away to note that the fact that he is standing around a fire. He's warming himself. And on three different occasions, he ends up denying that he knows Jesus and that he's a follower of Jesus. Denying, he's denying that anything to do with Jesus. And when Peter hears that rooster crow, he knows that Jesus was right and that he had failed Jesus. Jesus was at his most vulnerable at this point when he needed Peter. But Peter let him down, and he had sinned against Jesus by denying him three times. Peter feels horrible, and he runs off. He was humiliated. He was embarrassed. He was convicted. He knew he had sinned against his friend and his Messiah. And Peter just weeps. He wept. He was so broken over what he had done. So now we fast forward past the time of Jesus' crucifixion and past the time of his resurrection. And we have this story recorded in John chapter 21 of a time that Peter and his disciples and Jesus' disciples, they were back to fishing again. Peter, has he's gone back to the old life that he had lived before, and he he might have been thinking, maybe there's, there's no way that Jesus is ever going to use me anymore. I failed him maybe too badly. There's no way he's ever going to forgive my sin of denying him three times, especially, especially when I told him that I wouldn't. So, so Peter goes back to fishing, and, and as usual, he catches nothing in this story. And he just, he just confirms this old life never works. It never works to live our life apart from Jesus. But then the fishermen, they see someone on the shore, and the person on the shore tells them, hey, let your nets down again on, on the right side of the boat. These fishermen are professionals, right? They're professionals. They know what they're doing, but they've probably given up and are tired of catching nothing. So they let their nets down and they catch so many fish that they can't even haul the nets back into the boat. And at that moment, Peter recognizes that it's Jesus on the shore. And Peter gets so excited that what does he do? He says, forget this boat. And he jumps into the water and he swims to shore instead of letting the boat take him. He swims to shore. And when he gets out of the water, he sees Jesus cooking by a fire. Okay. And as they're sitting around this fire, you got to imagine all this again. As they're sitting around this fire, Jesus goes on to, to ask Peter three times. Okay, we're back to this number three again. He asked him the same question, Peter, do you love me? And I think the reason that Jesus asks Peter that question three times is because he is telling Peter that he forgives all of his sins. Jesus is cooking by a fire while he asks Peter this question. And remember that, again, it was by a fire that Peter had denied Jesus three times. So I think what Jesus is doing with the fire and with the repeated question is he's taking Peter back 
to his lowest moment. And he's saying, Peter, I forgive you. I still want to use you. Peter, you're my child. Peter, I love you. Peter, my love, my love never fails. So Jesus can take us back to our worst moments, to every sinful moment in our lives, and he wants us to know that when we repented from our sins and put our faith in him and washed away our sins in baptism, that he forgives all of our sin. Our past sin, our present sin, our future sins, he forgave it all. Jesus' love never fails. It never fails us. Uh, and this should make us want to bring all of our sin to Jesus, to confess it and see it forgiven and to turn our lives away from sinful habits that we have. There was another person, you might know, who sinned against Jesus and at the end of his life, that it was, it was Judas that, that sinned against Jesus at the end of his life as well. Two of Jesus' followers, his disciples, sinned against Jesus in very serious ways. Peter denied Jesus three times, and Judas betrayed Jesus, right? What's the difference between the two? Both sinned against him, and both sins were serious, but Peter returned to Jesus, and he wept, and he swam to that shore, to be with Jesus. He received the forgiveness that Jesus offered him. But Judas, he definitely felt bad, right, about his sin, but he didn't go back to Jesus. He took the 30 pieces of silver that he had been paid to betray Jesus, and he was so disgusted with himself and the whole situation, he threw that money back in the temple, but he never returned to Jesus. Instead, he just kept running away from him. You see, this scripture doesn't say we will never fail or that our love will never fail. It says Jesus' love never fails us. What will we do with that truth? Will we make the decision that our sin is too great for God to forgive and we just keep on running from him? Or will we realize that God's love and redemption are far more powerful than we can understand? We take our sin to Jesus and we confess it and we be honest about it and we repent of it. We come back to faith in Jesus when we failed him and we ask him a silly question sometimes. We'll say, Jesus, will you forgive me? And it's a silly question because we know he already has. We are continually washed free of our sins because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Romans 8. So our responsibility is to be continually is to continually be in the word so that we can be reminded that Jesus love never fails or we might make the same mistake that Judas did and let our sin keep pushing us further and further and further away from Jesus. We should feel bad about our sin, but refusing to come to Jesus with it will endanger us from leaving them all together like Judas did. So let's be like Peter and realize that Jesus will never fail us and, and let's jump in the water and let's swim to him. You know, let's have that attitude. Let's jump in that water and swim to Jesus even after we failed him miserably. Jesus' love never fails. He forgives, he cleanses, he restores, he is patient with sinners. 
He promises to use sinners like us. He used Peter. He used many other sinners like us, right? So let your soul hear that today. We can wake up every day. We should wake up tomorrow and say, I've got, good, I've got some really good news, soul. Jesus' love never fails. My love fails, right? My love fails. My devotion and my commitment to people will fail on occasion. But Jesus' love never fails. We don't, we don't build our faith on our love and our commitment for Jesus. We build our faith on Jesus' love and commitment to us. His love, not mine, because, because love never fails. So let's jump out of the boat today and, and swim with excitement towards Jesus. You like that? Let's just jump out of that boat like Peter did. Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. God bless you and have a wonderful week.